Welcome, bride chillas and groom chillas. Groom chillas, Alicia. Let's uh, let's workshop that. You're listening to the Save the Date Wedding Podcast, the number one wedding podcast hosted by author, comedian, and wedding advice giverer Alicia McCormick. We have made it to Thursday. It is Q and A Thursday on the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. Alicia here in my quite echoey new lounge room. I haven't actually moved into the soundproof booth that Rich is making me, so it does sound a little echoey. Apologies. We're waiting for our couch to be delivered lots of soft furnishings. That's going to suck up the sound. I'm going to do some magic audio with this. You might not even notice. I'll do some post-production. It is Q&A Thursday, as I've said, and I am really happy to be sitting here after our weekend move. I, of course, documented the whole thing with my little cute portable microphone that went with us everywhere. We had a really tight turnaround on Saturday. We hired a van, which I drove. I am usually the driver in the relationship because I love driving and I miss it living in a big city like London. We don't have a car. So when I get an opportunity to drive something like I stole it, I do it. And Rich respects that, which is why I love him. So we hired a big white van and uh, we went to Ikea and took the microphone with us. So I'm really excited to edit that episode and hopefully get it to you in the next couple of weeks. And uh, unfortunately, and this will be included in the episode, we fucked up and got the wrong size mattress. Well, sort of. Uh, well, we did. And now have to go back there on Friday. So double your chances, Ikea. The marriage lasted one trip, but will it last the second? Who the hell knows? I am really excited about yeah, sharing this episode with you because I really think by the end of the day, I'd sort of come up with a relationship philosophy based on moving and visiting Ikea. Now, I know the Ikea cliche that relationships fall down at Ikea. You know, it's not always true, although we did witness some pretty feral arguments with some French people. And French arguing, I, they could have just been saying anything. It's sort of like German as well. I couldn't, couldn't understand it, but the tone was there. And it seemed bad. But I also think that it was a really good example of how working together as a team, like moving house is pretty traumatic in one sense. It can be really great when you get to the destination, but when you are carrying boxes up and down stairs, four flights of stairs, new apartment, uh, it can be full on. So I sort of really pushed Rich, and he won't like me saying this, to talk a little bit about feelings and a bit about expectations in the relationship because I've been getting lots of questions about pre-planning and thinking a little bit about almost like relationship counseling. So... As you know, I am not a counsellor. I'm a comedian, a big-mouthed Australian comedian who works in TV in the day. So I'm not really a qualified relationship counsellor person. But I do know how to talk and tell you my feelings and what's going on with me. And I think that's why a lot of you like me, because I'm honest. So as well as uh, doing the IKEA trip and the move and sitting in our echoey house now without any furniture yet well some furniture i uh, also over the weekend recorded an episode that i'm going to be bringing to you in the next three or four weeks uh, with a wonderful psychologist called dr Lindsay beerer and she's amazing and i basically got her on to do just that to talk about stress to talk about relationships to talk about how to handle uh 
family members if they don't really understand what you're going through, how to communicate a little bit more clearly, especially when you're frustrated. And then also we recorded an episode about depression and mental illness, whether you were affected personally by it or someone in your family or friendship group. It's really good to hear a professional talk about it and give us some guidance about how we can communicate our feelings and uh, thoughts with our friends and family and not panic us or make us feel terrible. I really just just had a great weekend with the move and then doing that interview. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited about bringing that to you soon. So my lovely VA, Jess, she's new to the Save the Date Wedding podcast crew. I talked about her a few weeks ago, but she is getting my ass into gear when it comes to scheduling and uh, getting back to you, the wonderful listeners, and scheduling Q&A questions and uh, she's made me spreadsheets. She's sending emails, which I read all of them. If I can't get back to you personally in the correct amount of time, uh, she gets onto it and says, Alicia, this one's a priority. Well, Alicia, you can do this one next week. Well, here's a good voice message. Man, it's good. I succumbed to needing help. And that's not a bad thing. I'm also going to be talking about that in the next couple of weeks. Asking for help. Because it can sometimes feel like you're being defeated, but also in actual fact, when you're asking for help from family or friends or professionals like my wonderful, lovely, lovely new team member, Jess, it makes other parts of your life a lot easier. So Jess, anyway, has put literally, as we'd say in Australia, a fire under my ass to power through and hopefully get through a few more of your Q&A questions uh, each episode. And also, we are doing Q&A week. That is coming up in uh, two weeks' time. Gosh, I've got to get onto that. And uh, I'm doing an episode a day for a whole week that is purely answering your questions. So if you do have a question that you need answered quickly, priority number one, Something that simply must be addressed very soon. I say get in touch ASAP and put in the uh, the subject line, help, emergency. Don't boy cry wolf it, whatever you do, if it's not a genuinely emergency. But if you need something done fast, if you've got something, just, you know, decisions made, let us know. And I will get that question in the uh, upcoming Q&A week. I'm just excited to do a show a day. I mean, physically, it's demanding. But also, you keep sending me wonderful questions that I want to answer. So that's what I'm going to do. Right, let's get to my very first Q&A question. Question and answer question. That's what it sounds like. It's when people say, I'm going to go to the ATM machine. You're like, no, duh. It's, it's not the automatic teller machine machine. Mm. First question today comes from lovely listener Janelle. She writes, uh, I keep thinking about emailing you and it always slips my mind once I'm in the car. Until I listened to the eloping episode this morning, that was uh, way back, my fiancé and I have decided on a destination wedding with just our immediate family, parents, brothers, and their girlfriends, 10 people in total. Oh, I love it. Since, like you've discussed in this episode, we wanted to have that intimate ceremony. We have rented a beach house for a week and are getting married while we're there. We're still doing all the traditional things, the ceremony music, flowers, photographer cake. And since it's super small, we can actually have a personal chef come to cater our dinner that evening. Oh, Emma, geez. God, that made me really excited. 
We didn't really want the drama and expense on both sides of a bridal party, but knew both of our brothers would be disappointed if they weren't in the wedding. So they are standing up with us. Well, that's nice. My brother, as well as uh, my man of honor, P.S. I'm really excited to hear this is also what you call your best friend. Mm-hmm. Daniel Burt, love him. She continues, I digress. A few weeks later, my parents are hosting a reception for all of our family and friends. I know this was the best option as my mother and I have both insane anxiety issues and knew doing it all in one day would be a terrible idea. Plus, I'm wearing my wedding dress to both. How many girls get to wear their dress twice? That is a really good question. And my rhetorical answer for you is not very many and they should because they're usually fabulous dresses and they deserve to be worn more than once. We're not having a second ceremony, but have hired a wedding videographer for that part. Anyway, this whole idea started out because we wanted to quote-unquote save money, and although that's not actually happening since we're renting a beach house for a week and still throwing a reception, but we truly feel like it's all being spent wisely since we'll get 10 days of enjoyment out of it opposed to just one day or two. I wanted to tell you that I sincerely appreciate your podcast, Gorge, love you. It has been so great to hear time and time again that this is our day, capital O-U-R, and not everyone else around us. And we need to do what is best for us. Exactly. It was a really tough decision to not have our family and friends there for our ceremony. And we were very fearful of the pushback we'd receive. Yes, I've had a few disappointments with some friends, but overall, everyone has been super supportive in our decision, and we could not be happier. Thank you for your awesome podcast and your virtual support. Looking forward to many more podcasts since I have a little over five months until the wedding. Janelle, I love you. Janelle, everything that you said here is the ethos of what I am doing with the podcast. You are like my homegirl. You're my bride chiller homegirl. You have taken in information and advice, and you have completely made it your thing. I don't think many people out there would be listening going that you've, you know, you've made a bad decision. I think in exchange for 10 days of beach holiday, beach house awesomeness uh, for one day, I know which I would be picking. I think you need to look at your plans and your expectations and look at what value means to you. I often say, you know, is the podcast valuable in one of my little promos I do and say, you need to think about what value means in your life. If value means getting a bang for your buck, great. If value means that you can save energy and spend more time with your family and friends, awesome. Everyone's interpretation and ideas about what value means to them, it's a completely, you know, individual experience. So I love that, Janelle, you and your partner have taken this idea of what a wedding means to you, as we always say, it's your day, do it your way. And you have transposed that into a 10 day celebration. And you're also getting another hitching, another celebration with your wider friendship group later on. I mean, that seems like the best deal ever. And uh, you get to wear that dress twice. I'm so delighted that you have found uh, the podcast helpful and you have chosen a scenario that suits you. It makes me so happy. I could lose my mind.
Very good. Thank you so much for sharing, Janelle. I know people out there will be delighted for you. And also that you have maybe inspired other bride chillers and groom chillers to take a different direction when it comes to their wedding day. Think laterally. It doesn't have to be a wedding day. It could be a wedding week, month, or year if you are billionaires. Hi, Alicia. This is Aideen calling, leaving you a voice message from London. I am leaving you a message to thank you for the email of yours that you responded to um, a little while ago now. I'd been in touch to say I was a little bit apprehensive, I suppose, about going into my upcoming wedding without my wonderful dad who passed away when I was a teenager and sort of his absence had been sort of dwelling on my mind as we've been planning everything, particularly when it came to having some speeches, which we would like to do and which is quite important to my partner to have. Um, But I, I was just going through the motions, quite emotional thinking about it, didn't know whether I wanted to scrap speeches entirely, what we were going to do. But you, in your very kind email, sort of encouraged me to think well, to stop thinking about it, to be honest, um, you said that, you know, it's hard to know how emotional you're going to be, how the day is going to affect you. Um, and that was really, you know, what I probably needed to hear. And it's definitely been really helpful for me. Um, because you're right, there is no way of knowing. And while I know I'm, or I'm expecting at least to be you know, extremely happy on the day. I don't know what else I'll be feeling. Um, and there may be moments where I feel, you know, his absence in, in quite a large way. And then there may be moments when I don't and when we're able to focus on, you know, sort of the happiness and the happy memories we have with him. So yeah, I wanted to give you an update to say I had, you know, have thought about your advice for quite some time since and that we've decided to keep the speeches, which I'm really glad about. Um, But instead of doing them sort of where they may usually come during the meal or after the meal, we are going to have them during our cocktail hours. So some canapes and drinks that we're having when we arrive at our restaurant venue. Um, And it's going to be quite informal. You know, we'll all be standing around, milling around. You know, everyone will be chatting and sort of getting to know each other, which is one of the things I'm most excited about. Um, But yeah, just something a little bit less formal. No one needs to worry during the meal about making a speech or what's going to be said. Um, And yeah, I'm really excited now about it. So I wanted to say thank you once again for your advice um, and for encouraging me to just chill a little bit more and be, you know, hold that bright chiller mantle. Um, And yeah, we're going to be able to honour my dad in our own little way. And what better way than something he would have loved, which is amazing canapes and very good champagne and all our friends and family. So yeah, thank you again. Keep up the amazing work on the podcast. I'm really enjoying it lately, all the collaborations you're doing and just, yeah, it's great. So thank you once again. And yeah, have a good day. Aideen, I'm so glad that you responded with, uh, well, a decision. I really remember Aideen's email because... I felt really, com- really compelled to get in touch and give her, well, n- no shit. People would go, no shit, Alicia, you give everyone your two cents. But, um, none of you speak like that, by the way. But the idea that it is really confronting when you don't have that special person in your life. If you are listening and you've lost a loved one and, uh, it feels like a big gaping hole, these people should be at your wedding and they're not. It sucks. 
basically. Very technical term. It sucks. But also, it's hard to think about the potential emotions you might be feeling on the day. And I know that Aideen was feeling in her initial email that she was worried that it was going to become too much for her and perhaps it would be hard to acknowledge her dad's, um, you know, not being there. Uh, and I sort of sort of said, you have to do what's right for you and you need to stop perhaps trying to think about what is going to happen and just let it happen. And you can't control these feelings. I think I've said before, as you probably know, I'm quite a bit of an extrovert. But when it comes to feelings and stuff like that, I'm not always, I mean, I'm outspoken. I'll tell you how I feel, but I don't really want to do it in front of a large group of people. And I'm sure a lot of you are saying the same thing. It's not exactly, you know, we're not broadcasting our shit everywhere. So I didn't really know how I would react at the aisle when we were sort of standing across from each other. I thought it's going to go either one way or two ways, sorry, uh, where I'm either going to lose my shit and be a big sappy bobo or be, you know, super in control and just have a really nice time, which in the end I did. I took it in. I was probably a bit of a loud mouth. I said hello to everyone as I walked in, you know, typical Alicia. But, you know, you just don't know what's going to happen emotionally. So I think you need to focus on what is going to work for you. And that's what I loved hearing you just say then that, you know, the speeches, have it during the cocktail hour, have it during the hors d'oeuvres. I love that you said your dad would enjoy that. That's just marvelous to hear that that it's it's meaningful. You are switching things up a little bit. And also, I'm sick of, I mean, you know, the tradition of having everything done at the same time. You know, you sit down and everyone eats and then you've got to stop eating because you've got to listen to a, a speech, all this sort of stuff. I am well up, bang up for people mixing up the order of service when it comes to speeches. And uh, I think it's great to hear you're doing it. So thank you so much for the update. You know I love hearing uh, feedback and updates, especially if I've given you advice. Um, you don't have to say, I took your advice. I would prefer if you I haven't taken my advice, I'd love to hear what you've ended up doing because it helps me make the podcast. And I'm sure everyone are very interested in hearing responses and, uh, you know, little backstories as well about decision-making processes because that's where some of the best information I've done on the show has come from. So thank you so much. Leave me a voice message, my lovely pretties. Lovely pretties sounds a little threatening. Go to savethedatepodcast.com and uh, you can simply click on the button, record a message or email me an mp3, mp4, mp19, that's not a real thing, file. There it is. Supporting the Save the Date Wedding Podcast sponsors, going to their website, using codes that I may provide you, all of that stuff is great for me because it also helps, uh, you know, continue the podcast basically. So if you hear a message and you like what you hear when you hear it, then uh, do what they ask you to do. That sounds coercive. I didn't mean it to sound like that, but just saying if you want to buy something or order something or trial something, go ahead and do it because it really helps me out and uh, helps you out too because I only accept sponsors on the show that are a representative of what I believe in, companies that are doing their best and also hopefully helping you in producing a wonderful day without being uh, crazy on prices and making things easier. So also on that note, if you are a vendor or a, a person of uh, money giving 
qualities a business person that would like to sponsor the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. Maybe you've listened to the show and you're like, oh, Alicia's cool, or I like her ethos, blah, blah, blah. Then get in touch. I'm always open for offers and opportunities, partnerships, etc., etc., etc. Lovely, lovely Emily has sent me an email. She says, uh, hey, Alicia. Uh, hey, Emily. Uh, she doesn't say that because that's me being an idiot. Um, I selected my bridesmaids last spring and my wedding is in October. Oh, that's coming up really soon. I think summer this year is going to fly. Northern Hemisphere summer, my people. It's going to fly. It always does. And then winter gets really slow. She didn't say this. I'm saying this. I spent two weeks agonizing over whom to have as my maid of honor. I picked my friend from college who is extremely organized and type A like me. Good. She's also helped plan weddings before. I like it. That's very good planning. I like that she's helped plan before. She's experienced. My roommate, who I have been friends with for eight years, was extremely bummed. And she's grown to dislike my maid of honor, finding something bad to say about her any time her name is mentioned. She also pouts when my maid of honor is in the same room as us and gets my attention. I try and incorporate my roommate in planning things, but she's very type B, refusing to get a Pinterest account doesn't understand me wanting to plan things in advance and immediately turns down anything if I say that my maid of honor liked it. Oh dear. How do I make my roommate feel loved and incorporated, but also let her know that it's time to grow up and that big girls don't pout? Sincerely, bride between a maid and a hard place. Oh, I love it. Okay, the one thing, Emily, when I first read this email is, is the flatmate the roommate your friend of eight years, is she a bridesmaid or is she merely someone who's along for the ride? Because if she's a bridesmaid, well, not look, to be honest, even if she isn't actually physically involved in the wedding, I'm assuming she's coming to the wedding and she's giving her two cents probably more than you want to hear. My thing straight away is basic jealousy. Of course, everyone's at home going, no, duh, Alicia, anyone could uh, get that. But It's really hard when you have an idea that you are going to be picked to do something or you think that perhaps you'll be the person that's going to be chosen. This goes back to like basic primary school stuff and then you don't get picked. You feel pretty devo. Now, some people cope with being devo in a better way than others. I think I'm pretty good at not showing my feelings. But then if you listen back to the episode with Nicole, my beautiful bestie, babes, you know, she brought up a couple of things about me not hiding things very easily. So it's really interesting until someone really points out the way you're behaving, especially someone that knows you really well, it can be hard to actually face the facts. Now, I'm not saying that your roommate uh, doesn't know that she's perhaps being a little bit unreasonable and unfair, especially towards your maid of honor. But perhaps it is worth, ugh, and I hate saying this because I know you're going to go, oh, this is going to be uncomfortable. But perhaps it's worth just saying, hey, Rumi, you know, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's hard. Listen to me struggling because I don't know how to say this without sounding like an asshole. But basically saying, I, I get it. She may be not your favorite person. But I really like her. And when you're down on her all the time, it can make me feel a bit down. I think a guilt trip is always a really great way to make someone like Rumi, and not uh, not saying a guilt trip, I'm saying this is how you feel, but getting them to realize that it perhaps hurts your feelings, that she's not being supportive of you, 
try and take the maid of honor out of it. But by saying, look, I've made decisions. I'd love everyone to be my maid of honor. Maybe not. But it's hard for me when you act this way because I really want to share this with you, but I don't feel like you're on board with it. So I could just not share it with you, but that would make me feel bad. And maybe that will make your roomie realize that the way she's talking and her attitude is a bit dark and perhaps not very supportive of you. Sometimes people like that just need a bit of a shove to realize that their behavior is a bit shit. I know it's not easy to bring that up and say it, but if you can sort of reverse engineer it in a way to be something that makes her realize, then it's probably worth having a bit of an uncomfortable conversation and bringing it up. And hopefully she will change her patterns of behavior. I mean, it's pretty basic, I think, the way that she's reacting. It just says to me that she thought perhaps she was going to get the job and she's not. So she's going to punish this other girl. And that's really basic human uh, behavioral patterns. But also, she might be pretty horrified if she realizes that she's behaving that way. Maybe she doesn't realize at all. It's easy to be an asshole. It's, it's hard to be told you're an asshole and then actually be uh, adult enough to go, oh my gosh, I need to adjust it because I'm going to lose my friend here or this is going to damage our friendship. I think that's really, really a nice thing to do, although uncomfortable, it can be probably helpful. And also, you know, okay, she doesn't want to get a Pinterest account. Fine. I've got friends that don't want to use Mac products and don't have Facebook. And I go, okay, that seems like a lot of effort, but if you don't want to do it, that's fine. You don't have to have a Pinterest account. You can look at yours. Does it matter to you? Probably not. I think being type A and type B, it's great to mix with different people that have different attitudes. I know I'm pretty organized and a little anal anal retentive, anally retentive. I like saying anal on a uh, wedding podcast. Um, But (laughs) I know that some of my type B friends, for example... Maybe I'm a type Q. I don't know what I am. I'm probably a mixture of between the A and B. But I know that the people that don't fit into that category are probably, um, you know, living life a little bit more relaxed sometimes than I am, which is not a bad thing. Yes, it's hard when you're battling people that are quite determined and stubborn and perhaps that's what she is or wear their feelings on their sleeves or legs. But also, you've got to find the good things in your friend as well. And I know when you are faced with these sort of challenges, you sometimes forget that. But I encourage you to have a conversation with your your roommate. As you say, you want her to feel loved and incorporated and part of the process, whether she's a bridesmaid or not. Obviously, you live with her, so you want her to feel comfortable. And you don't want to get to the stage where you're not discussing wedding stuff around her because that also sucks for you because you want to be able to have a combo and uh, and get it out there. So look, Emily, I would like to hear your response to this and I'd love the question answered if she is a bridesmaid or not. That's probably my most uh, pressing question for you because it would make a difference if she's on the team or not and uh, what to do next. What are you going to do? Leave me a voice message. Thank you so much. Catherine, she writes to me and she does say, I did try and leave you a voicemail, but my computer wasn't having it. So sorry. Look, technology happens doesn't always go well, but I appreciate you giving it a crack. She says, let me just say how much I love your podcast. I recently found it and I've been binge listening slash soaking up all the good information for the past few weeks. God, I love a binge listen. I love a binge watch. We're watching Better Call Saul at the moment, season two. 
and uh, they are drip feeding the episodes and it's killing me. I'm like, I just need to watch 12 in a row, but it's not happening. Restraint, Alicia, restraint. Catherine says, during one episode, you mentioned that you were going to do a future episode on blended families. My parents got divorced when I was young and have both met wonderful people that are very important to me. I'm planning on having my dad walk me down the aisle and do the father-daughter dance, not because of tradition, good, but because I want to give him a special piece of the day and I want him to know I'm going to have a couple of moments just with him. But I also want to have a special moment for my stepdad. That's lovely. Um, He's been in my life since I was seven and very much a second father to me. Do you have any suggestions for things I can have him do to honor the special place he has in my life? I feel like the logical answer, I love that people write to me and then give me a bit of an answer because that does help me steer me in the right direction. I feel like the logical answer would be to split the dance or to have both of them walk me down the aisle. But I like the thought of doing those things just with my dad. I feel like sharing them would make them less special to me because though unintentional, I don't think either would act the way that they would if they were doing it alone. Do you have any thoughts? Also, in case you want to know, we live in Washington, D.C., but we're getting married in Massachusetts, which we uh, where we both grew up. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for making the podcast, Katie. And I called you Catherine because it's very proper. I just want to say before I answer this question that how lovely it is to receive an email about blended families where everyone seems to be getting along and that you have a good relationship with people because often I receive you know emails, lots of emails from people who are trying to come up with a situation where things aren't gelling very well and that's totally natural. I come from a step family situation. It can be really weird. There are a lot of extra feelings that are attached to these days. So it's nice to see that you have a good relationship with both of your stepdad and your dad and your family seem to be you know, connecting and working, especially around your wedding. Now, this is a great question, and I don't know if there's a correct answer because I don't know the people in 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 uh, person. But I will say I do like the split dance idea. It's an easy solution to the problem, not really a problem, the question. But also, there's a way that you can split speeches. Maybe get your dad and stepdad to both say something short, not too long. I think it's a lovely gesture to ask him to perhaps say something on behalf of him and your mum this might sound a bit tooly but I sort of think you shouldn't overthink it I think they're both people obviously who are very important to you and they love you no matter what you decide to do and how you want to split up the responsibilities they will be stoked to be there and see you in love and celebrating this amazing day so whatever you decide to do and whatever task or you know position you give them in the day and I mean that with you know will you be dancing with them or be walking down the aisle and singing songs maybe your stepdad has some amazing skill can you play guitar I don't know but whatever you choose to do Katie, it's going to be really special that you have included them both because that's such a huge gesture that you are including them together. And I take my proverbial hat off to them both for being cool with it and not being petty. I mean, they're blokes. Guys are very more casual about this stuff, but I love it. I really feel that you are going to come up with a decision that works for you. I do think maybe just splitting, if you're doing the dance, Maybe not doing two separate songs. Maybe working out a way to hand off you. That sounds like they own you. But to be able to swap 
dance partners halfway through without sort of, you know, keeping it going for too long. No disrespect, but it's nice to watch people dance, but also people want to get in and dance too. So just pace it. Just pace it. Can't wait to hear what you decide to do. Whatever you do, it's going to be great. Full stop. I have reached the conclusion of the episode today. I'd like to thank all my lovely listeners, bride chillers today for writing in and sharing their questions and uh, voice messages. If you would like to send me an email, visit savethedatepodcast.com. Here's what you can do for me today. If you are interested in supporting the show, maybe you could purchase a tote bag or a t-shirt. There'll be a message about that just after the end credits of the show if you want to know more information. But do me a favor, if you do purchase a t-shirt, a tote or a mug or a zippy hoodie, I did that because listener April, she said, can you please make a hoodie that I can zip up and wear on the day because I don't want to put the t-shirt over my head. Duh, Alicia. So I've designed that for maid chillers and bride chillers. But if you purchase something, could you please post an image for me so I can tag you in Instagram and show other people how amazing you look in it? Gee, I'd love that. That would be like a gold star bride chiller effort or groom chiller effort if you could do that. Very much appreciate that. Hope you're having a great week. Until tomorrow's episode of the uh, Save the Date Wedding Podcast, the Friday Quickie, I'll see you then. Happy days. Save the Date Wedding Podcast. Don't plan your wedding without it.